132. You're listening to Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Welcome back to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and Brand Identity Theorist. And in our celebration of Black History Month, we're really happy to welcome our next guest, Carla Davis, who's the Vice President of Integrated Marketing for the sexy brand Ulta Beauty. Welcome, Carla. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. So I got to tell you, over the weekend, I went to an Ulta store that's in our new mall. And and it's not a new mall, but it's relatively new because it opened right before COVID, so it might as well be new. Philadelphia Fashion District, and there is a beautiful Ulta store in that mall, and it was hopping. People were all over the place, and when I walked into the store, the very first thing I saw was in the front of the store, like diversity, Black Black History Month um, exhibit, and all sorts of things, and the store was laid out so beautifully, uh, but really, really featuring that. Is that partly what you were doing? <laughs> yeah, a little, a little bit. Um, we, we work across all kinds of parts of our team, be it our uh, merchandising team, in-store design. I mean, it is a collaborative effort to put our values on display mm. in a way that we have never done before um, over these last couple of years, and we're super excited when people notice it and that, you know it drives sales and it does all the great things that it should do well you know because it is interesting because like when you go into a target or something like that you're not really that surprised to see something in the front of the store that's seasonal but when i think about a cosmetic or beauty counter i don't usually think about like a seasonal or something like that in the front but it was very noticeable and was and it was done in a way that i think provoked interest and curiosity. So I'm sure that was your purpose, but it it is a little bit different, right? Yeah. And it's been an evolution for us. I mean, Alta Beauty has always been a bit on a journey of continuing to be, you know, the most inclusive at the core of what we are. Like when you think about our product proposition at the base of how it come to life is this idea of like, why do things have to be separate? Why do things have to like operate in a way that kind of hits a certain amount of, of specific norms and like pushing it against that. And so I think with that being at the core of who we are, we continue to just challenge ourselves on how that shows up. And in the you know last couple of years, it really has been, how do we show up in meaningful moments for our guests and for our associates in ways that put our values like upfront um, and align with what's important to them. And so that's where these places and points of, of connection all the way through our entire ecosystem start to show up more intentionally. Yeah, so I got the impression it is an ecosystem kind of thing so that your inclusivity is not just in the marketing or the merchandising, but in the brands that you carry, the employees. I mean, I think, am I, am I right in that, that you're saying it across a big spectrum of ways of looking at it? You are 100% right. And even, you know, in our latest kind of commitments that we put out into um, into the world on, you know, who Alta Beauty wants to be and um, and what we want people to hold us accountable for. It's exactly to that point, Barbara, it's holistic. It's a business need and a business proposition. So how do we think about how we're supporting those outside of our walls? So amplifying the voices of those that are un- underrepresented. How do we ensure that the brands in our box have the most sustainable um, setup as possible? And so how we're supporting our black owned brands in a way that actually helps to make them successful. But also what's the experience of 
our guests and our associates in meaningful ways that make them feel valued, make them feel seen, make them feel like this is a place where um, that is created for them, especially for a category as important to people as beauty. So it really is holistic and it's a part of our entire business kind of go to market. And, um, and that's why it should show up that way. Yeah, I just want to just you you all are the gurus of this space. I don't play in this sandbox a lot, Carla. So I'd love to to step back just a second and just get get your uh, your synopsis and summary and commentary on the vision of the of your brand, the Ulta Beauty brand. I want to understand it more. I want to sort of grasp all of its complexity and 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 what it stands for, the meaning system that you're building for your brand relative to other things that are out there that. Uh, consumers might choose. Could you step back and kind of just take me through, educate me a little bit to take me through that process and sort of talk me through your brand and how the, the points of differentiation, all of those kinds of wonderful things. Can I just add something to him before you start and Absolutely. ask you just to delineate it a little bit more so? The difference between alter the retailer and also alter the the private brand, because a big part of your right. store is also your own store brands, right? Sure, exactly right. Yeah, so I would love to give you a little bit of background on on this business. It's about thirty year old uh, business that, if you go all the way to um, all the way to the beginning, it was kind of grounded in three insights, right? And I talked a little bit about this idea of three insights and this idea about like why not, but it was on real estate. So why not put products and put um, a retail environment in a more convenient place outside mm. of malls, right? Like right, that, right. that was a big idea, place, right? That you could engage in, um, in retail. And it's like, why does it have to be so inconvenient? Right. The other thing was the assortment mix. We are the first place that ever put things that sit behind a counter in a department store and sit on your target or your Walmart or any other shelves in the same place and also make them all accessible. It's like, why not have a place that actually looks like a beauty bag? I, I got to push that because first. just to make sure America's gets this, because <laughs> if you don't, if you don't know Cosmetics America's, you don't understand what she just said. So, <laughs> I think because you, yeah. if you use my cosmetics for years, you knew there were drugstore brands and mm. there were department spirits. Mm. And that was how the brands were differentiated. Mm. And if even comparing Ulta, she's not going to talk about it, but to Sephora, which is a huge company, and I love okay. Sephora, I just wanted to say. But <laughs> Sephora was in, was in malls, and mm. they typically had the department store brand. So what she's saying, Ulta, this is what I heard you say, is one, you took a new location, and you not only had department store brands, but you bought brought in drugstore brands. And, and for someone who's used to the way the beauty industry has been laid out before, that is friggin' mind-boggling to <laughs> see. I'm not kidding. To see You're those kind of two stores on the same shelf don't i mean those two brands on the same store it's and, and, and wait wait it gets better there's <laughs> right so when you also think about the fact that we uh, we brought services mm. into the space so oh yeah you, get your nails done. <laughs> you can go you can get your hair done you can get mm. your brows waxed you can get skin services so it really was about this construct of all things beauty all in one place interesting right and it was breaking down the barriers of how things had had um typically been as it relates to um to beauty so that's what's at the ethos of who we are and why now kind of moving into these spaces of like dni forward and really it's natural built on your dna thank you very much <laughs> that is the hope is that people feel that this is a natural evolution of who we've been to where we should be and mm -hmm. as those 
you know, the, um, the country's, you know, largest beauty retailer, how we can continue to actually plot the path, like the path forward for others in a way that says like, hey, if we can figure it out with all of our complexity, we kind of expect everybody else to go along. So the, the other thing that Alt has done, which is very consistent with this, is you brought your beauty counter into a mass merchandiser. Um, and what a great match with Target. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, that was just brilliant in my mind. And people are, all the retail experts that I know are just saying, now there's a collaboration that makes 100% sense. And it's interesting in light of what you just said, because you never saw cosmetic counters like that in a mass merchandiser. Oh, no. Again, no. Americas, you don't know what we're talking about, but I am telling you, <laughs> this big. This really is big. big. <laughs> it is really, really big. You are exactly right. I have a five-year-old daughter. And when I first told her that this was going to happen, she was like, mommy, your store is going to be in your store like she <laughs> because we've been many many hours in both of those stores and the fact that they can be in one place is it is it's game changing it's again pushing against what is expected to what is needed and really ensuring that there is a footprint of beauty in a way that's never existed before in front of more people right because that's the other element of what really helps with target is how do we make this a more accessible proposition and continue to push for that so, you know, let's look at what you said you were doing. You're bringing in black brands and things like that. Now, I don't know, like, if those black brands, just if we go behind the curtain, are owned by the big behemoths. Like, are they owned by Estee Lauder or are they independent? And if so, how do you work with all that? Like, if you're bringing in really independent small brands that don't have a voice, I would imagine that's very different also. Like, how does all of that work? Yeah, you're exactly right. So the vast majority of the work that we're doing is, um, and as we continue to think about like where we want to build, it is with Black-owned, Black-founded, Black-led, right? So some of those are connected, very few to like larger conglomerates and might have some connection there, but a lot of them are indie. A lot of them are independent. A lot of them, this is their first time into retail. And so it does take a different way of working with these brands to make sure that they are, um, that they're successful. We have put more of our own dollars um, in our commitments. We told folks, we're putting over $8 million just into marketing for those brands specifically. So wow. pulled out of our own marketing dollars, we want to make sure that those go to support their brands. But then also from an assortment perspective, because there's a lot that goes on in merchandising that, I mean, retail is not a cheap date, right? Like you got to stand <laughs> up all of these, all of this merchandising um, in store and all of those elements. How can we be more mindful of what that means for these smaller um, brands to be able to do that? And how can we help support and meaningful ways that way as well. So it really is a lot of like, how are we putting dollars behind it? We also have an emerging brands team that is a lot closer to those brands than they would you know, typically have to be with more established ones right, to really help them navigate what it looks like for inventorying and being able to you know, better asset what your, your, um, your, your assortment looks like and the things along those lines as well. I'm Barbara Kahn, along with America's Reed. This is Marketing Matters. And we're joined by Carla Davis, who's the Vice President of Integrated Marketing for Ulta Beauty. And she's been telling us about how Ulta has always been about you know, erasing boundaries and looking for diversity and inclusion of all sorts of different things in terms of different types of brands. And now during Black History Month, really supporting Black-owned and led brands and the importance of Ulta's support for these small brands, which 
completely makes sense to me. That was actually was my question because I can't imagine these small brands know how to market in this incredibly competitive world where they're very, very big players. And along those lines, a lot, I don't know if you do this or not. So this is really, a, I, I have no idea what the answer to this question is, oh but um, I, I think of a beauty is a lot of it being through social media, through YouTube, through video. Um, and a lot of it is kind of, customer led like what they think are the cool new trends and how do you, do you help or do anything on the, that kind of marketing like the kind of word of mouth grassroots or social oh, media for sure i mean like you know the the adage these days is hashtag tiktok maybe buy it right like <laughs> the idea that like if it's not on tiktok and the way that that has become especially for the younger audience the more diverse audience like this is where they go to really understand influence and and what you even have to do about those spaces is recognize that it, it's not even about us telling folks it's how do we galvanize the community how do we tap into right. those that are the um the tastemakers and those that are kind of the future forward thinkers to see where they're going and then how do we help support our brands to get into those spaces um and and connect it to them in ways that is that are really meaningful as well so that's a, a lot of it is this also this creator dynamic hmm. that is really where we are looking to ensure so that you do so I would like to push on that a little. I don't know if you have any concrete stories on that, but from what I understand, and I'm trying to get my head around this, if you want to market on TikTok, it's really, really not about you telling people what to do, but it's about trying to harness the creativity that's already there and help bring them to the platform. So can you give me just a concrete example of how that works? Oh my gosh, yeah. So, I mean, there's so many um, where it is really, and first of all, I think what helps TikTok kind of to take into a different place that previous platforms did is there's so much democracy, um, de democratization to like what gets big, right? Like viral, you can have five followers, you can have a hundred million followers, right? And it really is like, what is the content that people are going to get excited about and how does that um, continue to grow? So for instance, there's this product that went completely viral by this woman that had probably two followers on there, she <laughs> showed it real live what it did to her under eye area and mm. like taps it on and you can literally watch in like slow motion almost how it is like um uh just tightening up the bags underneath i mean it's really you're kidding i gotta see I that was say, these are the things that can happen there but it, it, it's really people being able to be their authentic selves and really bring a meaningful and honest kind of assessment especially when it comes to beauty products in front of people and that's what folks want to hear now right like they don't always want the sexy splashy kind of way to tell them why your brand is a meat is meaningful they want somebody that looks just like them that's sitting in their living room that can show you why this thing is amazing and then connect it to a brand that says, and they do X, Y, Z thing that makes me even more involved or um, interested in them. Like that's where the brand love comes from. And that's what I see as our job. We got to build that brand love mm -hmm. because especially when you think about assortment, a lot of these can, things can be anywhere, right? Like we're making sure that we bring a very curated assortment, but so much of it is also what else do we believe in and what do we get behind in a meaningful way? And that's also what connects consumers to us um, in a way that I, we ideally think is sustainable. So if I think of beauty, like what you're just saying, that's kind of, I don't say it's new because it's been going on for a while, but it's a different way of looking at beauty, authentic, authentic, customer driven, really trying to say, you know, look just like me, that kind of notion. So I, I buy that. But at the same time, in beauty, 
celebrity marketing is huge also. Um, so, I mean, I think Kim Kardashian just announced a new skincare product. I don't know if you're going to have that. Rihanna has the Fenty. And mm. I mean, you're talking about huge celebrities. So does Ulta work with the huge celebrity piece of it also? We absolutely do. And I mean, I think that that's even the beauty of a very diversified assortment. There's something for everybody, right? Like at the end of the day, you are going to have people that love the inspirational, um, like, you know, view of a Rihanna, of a Kim Kardashian, of a, you know, put it whatever celebrity you want in that space. Um, and so you want to make sure that those types of things that really resonate with them are as just as much avail available as the thing that the lady with the two followers is talking about, like on her channel, right? And so that's where I think when you have an assortment as broad as ours, it gives us a chance to ensure that we're tapping into what's important to the different type of guests that's going to come through our doors. You know, um, you said you mentioned early in the when we started talking to you that you also brought in hair, you know, hair and nails and had all that stuff there during COVID. Did you mm. did that make it through COVID or, or are we on the other side of that? Or <laughs> I mean, we're, we're slowly but surely trying to get to the other side of it. Um, I mean, like, you know, tr full transparency, like when all this stuff got started, that was one of the first things that I had to shut down. Right. Like and had to stay shut down for a while. Mm. And so I think services mm. are definitely still on a recovery just in general. Right. Like people getting comfortable going out and getting that thing done. Um, but it is still what we found is pivoting how we then are helping people in that way still like we still can provide a service and that's what a lot of our even marketing went to is like how now do we help people think about taking care of their color while they're at home how yeah. do we you know like make sure that we still are creating content that is still a, provides a service that also keeps us top of mind when the services open back up for the place that they went to for that in the interim so those are definitely things we think about so as well. we got like 10 seconds left but can you tell me what are the new trends like what should we know if we wanted me and americans want to be top of our game like what <laughs> right <laughs> Oh my gosh. I mean, in 10 seconds, I would say, do you, first of all, like natural is in whatever you want to show up as. I think you'll see more and more people do that. But then if you want to go another direction, I would just say euphoria, all of the fun things they do with that. Oh my God. I love that. Show. Doing some things. So feel free to play with any of those. Oh, awesome. that is really cool. Actually. I do watch that show that I make it in there is mine. I, I don't get it, but I love it. Carla, thank you so much for joining us today. And where can our listeners go to find out more information about you everything and everything that's going on at Ulta. Fantastic. Well, for Ulta, you can definitely see Ulta.com and any of our social feeds. And I, you can find on the gram and my name and all the other things as well. So excited to be here with you guys today. Well, Excellent. that is great. Thank you so much.